Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. And we'll start off with the daily COVID numbers. Thailand logged 8,918 new COVID-19 cases and 79 new fatalities during the previous 24 hours, the Public Health Ministry announced on Wednesday morning. On Tuesday, 10,878 COVID-19 patients were discharged from hospital after recovering from the coronavirus. There were 3,178 probable cases that tested positive via rapid antigen test kits. And the numbers now have broken down below 9,000, which actually is a very, very, very good sign. It seems like things are getting a lot better. I've noticed in areas like Phuket as well and Chiang Mai and other areas, the numbers are dropping. The only parts of the country that really are propping things up with COVID is the Deep South in Songkhla, Yala, Patani and these kind of provinces there. So yes, hopefully and fingers crossed, you know, this is the light at the end of the tunnel that we've all been looking for and it'll pave the way for the reopening of the country on November 1. And our first story of the day, non-immigrant OA visa applicants required to have 3 million health insurance. Foreigners applying for non-immigrant OA visa for stays in Thailand of up to one year are now required to have a health insurance policy with minimum coverage of 3 million baht for inpatient medical fees instead of the previous 400,000 baht. The Deputy Public Health Minister said today that the new rule is intended to ensure that they will receive proper medical treatment if they fall ill during their long stay in the country. According to the Thai Immigration Bureau and the Department of Consular Affairs, 3,768 foreigners were granted non-immigrant visas last year and this year. The insurance policies can either be purchased in Thailand or in their home country, but the coverage amount of foreign-issued policies must be on par with the sum stipulated in policies issued in Thailand. Now the increase to 3 million baht or approximately 100,000 US dollars is to align it with the current requirement for foreigners coming into the country under the sandbox scheme or whatever entry scheme they have to come to Thailand and it must also cover COVID-19 infection and hospital. So it's just more bringing that in line to what the current insurance practices are here in Thailand in relation to coming into the country. Now I know a lot of people have been up in arms over this but But please remember, this is not the regular retirement visa that people get. Normally, you get a non-immigrant O visa for retirement. It's valid for 90 days and then you get a year extension. This is a special non-immigrant visa, which allows you to stay in Thailand for a whole year without ever leaving the country. And then you just do your 90-day reporting. It's completely different than the standard retirement visa and there's other qualifications to get that visa. So I just see it as more putting the insurance in line with what the current insurance requirements are for people coming into the country. And next up, initial nod for long-stay visas. The cabinet has approved in principle a program that has the goal of attracting 300 billion baht worth of foreign investments in exchange for granting long-stay visas. Two draft regulations issued by the Interior Ministry were put to the cabinet which approved both of them in principle yesterday. One draft pertains to foreign nationals being permitted to obtain the Thai Privilege Card, TPC, while the other draft grants recipients of the TPC special permission to remain in the kingdom over an extended period for work. Ms. Trasori, the government spokesperson, said the two drafts provided the legal basis for implementing the Flexible Plus program 
where foreign nationals are incentivized to make an investment in the country worth at least $1 million in return for their entitlement to a one-year work permit. The program is designed to appeal to high-spending investors in a bid to kickstart key sectors in the economy post-pandemic. Real estate is included among the sectors. Apart from properties, the foreign nationals may also invest in limited or public companies as well as the stock market. Those qualified for the TPCs include the recipient's legally married spouses and their legitimate children aged not over 20. They can exchange temporary visas for non-immigrant visas lasting up to five years according to the deputy government spokesperson. The Tourism Authority of Thailand has estimated the FPP would be able to attract some 10,000 high-purchasing investors generating another 300 billion baht for the economy. So back to looking for those rich foreigners to come to Thailand and invest all their money. And the uh, Tourism Authority of Thailand uh, making up numbers, which they seem to be very, very good at doing. By the way, which never, ever seem to come true or come in correct. So let's just discount what the Tourism Authority of Thailand have said in that article. But yes, it's Thailand chasing the golden egg yet again. I'm not quite sure they're ever going to get it. I think they should just concentrate on tourism and getting people to visit the country and spending their money when they're here. And I think that would be of great help to a lot of people in the tourism industry. And next up, Bangkok prepares testing protocols as reopening looms. With the November 1 reopening looming, Bangkok is preparing protocols for testing tourists outside the airport at hotels or swab hubs to avoid congestion on arrival. Tapani Kiet Pai Bul, Tourism Authority of Thailand's Deputy Governor for Domestic Marketing, said swab tests for travellers will be conducted outside the airport to disperse the flow of tourists with travellers transferred via hotel limousines to SHA Plus hotels, which have partner hospitals or swab hubs. Swab hubs organized by the Thai Hotels Association will be established as a center for small hotels which could be places like hospitals or alternative quarantine facilities. While waiting for the result, all arrivals are required to stay in their hotel room during the first night. Miss Tapani said over 300 hotels are waiting for SHA plus approval which should be ready by the end of this week. The TAT will help trial the standard operating procedure at Suvanaboom Airport on October 25th. Bangkok's reopening will proceed as scheduled on November 1, so all related parties have to tie up any loose ends before the reopening, said Miss Tapani. As of October 19th, Bangkok's vaccination rate was 70.63% of 7.9 million people were fully vaccinated, according to the Public Health Ministry vaccination dashboard. The Tourism Authority of Thailand already launched a marketing strategy to attract tourists, particularly businessmen, long-stay and wellness markets. She said there is tourism demand and international flights for next month as Bangkok is the gateway to the country. Marie Sukasal, THA president, said RT-PCR tests should be controlled to the same standard with less expensive prices to attract more tourists. She said hoteliers started to see forward bookings in December, mostly from markets that don't have to undergo quarantine on their return. Around 60 to 70 percent of 940 hotels in Bangkok are reopened, compared to only 50 percent during the peak of the recent wave, mainly attributed to the country's reopening and the resumption of domestic mice events. According to Thailand's Convention Exhibition Bureau, more than 1,000 mice groups generating 250 million baht are scheduled for October to December. Miss Marisa said the occupancy rate for Bangkok hotels is estimated to increase from 20% this month to around 30% in November. So a little bit of positive news, but that's going to lead us now into our next story, which is the Thailand reopening plan. And next up, we are going to talk about the Thailand reopening. I just got the SOPs earlier today. I've managed to translate them and kind of make a PowerPoint presentation for you guys out there to give you an idea of what's expected for this new scheme starting on November 
one. So how to qualify? Now, firstly, this is referred to as EQ or exempt quarantine. You might see this a lot in the literature that the Tourism Authority of Thailand will put out. To qualify, you must be from a low-risk country or a country of economic value. Now, an economic value country seems to be a country that sent a lot of tourists to Thailand in the past. So, yes, if you're from one of them... Uh, you'll definitely be able to qualify to travel under this scheme. Now, just to let everybody know as well, the list of countries still has not been made available. We're nearly nine to ten days after the Prime Minister made this announcement and still nothing. But we will keep waiting and hoping. You must be a resident of that low-risk country at least 21 days prior to travel and you must be fully vaccinated in accordance with the Ministry of Public Health and the World Health Organization. You can get a list of the vaccines that are approved on the Ministry of Public Health's website. Now, to enter Thailand pre-arrival, you need to register on the Thailand Pass website, which is www.thailandpass.go.th. That website is still not working, by the way but it will be apparently by November 1. You enter the data that's requested, copy of your passport, vaccination certificate, COVID-19 health insurance from a Thai company. Now they specify Thai company, by the way. SHA plus accommodation for the first night. Your T6 form, which is a health declaration. Okay, and that's very easy to fill out. And your TM6 form, which is your arrival departure card. Uh, information which is the one you normally fill out on the plane before you arrive so you do that now before you leave and that's all done digitally and you don't have to worry about that again it is processed between one to three days i guess if you have a qr code from the vaccination certificate that the system recognizes you might get it in one day and if it's from let's say a country that doesn't have a digital uh, covid pass it'll have to be inspected manually and it will take maybe two or three days. When approved, you'll receive an email from Thailand Pass with your QR code. You print that QR code off and you keep that with you. You get a RT-PCR test 72 hours before your flight. That's very important. You need to have that or a fit to fly a certificate saying that you are COVID negative. Then at the airport, you present your RT-PCR test result to the check-in staff along with your approval QR code and an email from the Thailand Pass. Now, according to the SOPs, that's all you're going to need once you get to Thailand. But if I were you, I would take a hard copy of everything just in case. Now, on arrival in Thailand, you will download the Morchana app along with the COSTE app. Now, that app, the COSTE app, seems to be some kind of health monitoring app. And it looks like they want you to fill this in every day to update them on your health status i don't know the morchana app by the way does track you present thailand pass qr code and your passport to the staff on arrival clear customs and immigration collect your luggage and proceed to your sha transfer to your hotel you need to complete a rt pcr test at the airport swab hub or at the hotel it really will depend what city you're flying into and what facilities that they have for example if you fly into bangkok you will not be doing at the airport you'll be doing it at either the hotel or a swab hub that's been set up. But if you fly into Phuket, for example, you might be doing it probably at the airport. Then you go to your room, you wait for the result. The result will be delivered via the More Prom app within one day. That's why they say you have to stay in your room for one day, which is basically quarantine for the first day. Red means positive, green means negative. 
So if negative, then you are free to travel anywhere in Thailand. The blue zones are not applicable to you. So to make that clear now, this is what's come out in the last few hours. You can go anywhere you want in Thailand. The blue zones are only for people who do not qualify for the quarantine-free mechanism. If you're doing the sandbox, then the blue zones will be what you have to go through. So yeah, that's how it basically is. It's not that complicated. And I think for Thailand right now, and the way they've been over the last, you know, three to four months in relation to opening up, I do think this is a lot more positive. The only thing that would irk me a little would be this insurance from the Thai supplier. I don't like that because their insurance seems to be a lot more expensive. And you can buy insurance abroad, you know, in, in European country in America for a lot cheaper and cover you for a lot more. So hopefully maybe there's uh, some kind of wiggle room with that. But that's basically it for now. I can't see it being much more different than it is. Now, this is exactly the SOPs that were delivered to pretty much every hotel in Thailand. And a seminar was done today on this. So this is fairly final. There's still a few questions that need to get answered, especially about the list of countries that can participate in it. Let's hope it's not just 10. Let's hope it is the larger list of the 27 EU, the UK, America, hopefully Canada and there, Australia, New Zealand, some Middle Eastern countries. But in my opinion, if you have been vaccinated and supply a negative RT-PCR test, I think anybody should be allowed to do this program. But again, the Thai authorities have been super cautious over the last, you know, three to four months or even since April last year when they shut the country. So I think baby steps for them at this moment in time. But yes, if it goes well, I can see this being scrapped completely maybe by January and then just vaccinated travelers being let into the country. But we'll see. But that's just some information for you on the whole program. And when I do get the list of countries, I'll obviously put them on the show for you guys. And moving on from there, hundreds of customers arrested at restaurant. More than 200 customers were arrested in Konkan when police, administrative, drug suppression and health officials raided a restaurant serving alcohol in the small hours of Wednesday in defiance of COVID-19 restrictions. Police Major General Somnas, the provincial police chief, said the 1am raid on Lan Mai restaurant on Maliwan Road in Tambon Ban Pet, Muang District, followed complaints from residents that the restaurant opened beyond the 10pm curfew. He said 235 men and women, nine of them under 18, were found eating and drinking. They had been served mixed drinks and soft drink bottles and beer in jugs. All were taken to the Ban Pet Police Station and charged with violating the gathering ban under the Emergency Decree and the Communicable Disease Control Act. They were also all tested for COVID-19 with rapid antigen tests. Police General Somna said the owner of the restaurant was charged with the same offences. I think we're seeing more and more of these stories each and every day about restaurants and bars opening, serving alcohol and all these bars and restaurants being full with people. And I just genuinely think people are getting fed up of the restrictions and being told that they can't have a drink when they go out, that they can go out and enjoy themselves. And you're starting to see it now each and every day with the amount of people that are being arrested in defiance of the law or the current law at the moment. And really, I think at some point very soon, they need to start thinking about reopening and letting people get on with their lives and start enjoying themselves again. 
And next up, court rules suspect in Nakansawan police custody died of deliberate suffocation. The Nakansawan Pro- Provincial Court ruled today that the drug suspect, who was seen in video footage with his head covered by plastic bags while in police custody at Muang District's police station, died of suffocation. The court said that Joe Ferrari, then superintendent of the Nakansawan Muang District police station, and six of his subordinates covered the head of Jiropong Tanapat with plastic bags for over six minutes. Victim died while in police custody, the court added. The video clip, which went viral on social media after being posted by a lawyer, prompted public outrage against the police officers concerned. The ruling came after the court conducted an inquiry to determine the cause of Jiropong's death and to identify those responsible. The court took testimony from forensic experts who conducted the autopsy on the victim, the victim's mother, police investigation, the case, the prosecution and the lawyer who posted the clip. Titasan and his six men have been dismissed from the police service and are currently being held on remand pending an investigation by a special police panel. They have been charged with murder, through torture, abuse of power, assault and coercion. Titasan is also under investigation for his past record of having confiscated hundreds of luxury cars smuggled from Malaysia in the past several years, which have earned him tens of millions of baht in rewards from the customs department. A raid on his mansion in Bangkok suburbs revealed many expensive cars in his personal possession as well. So I don't know if you really needed a court to rule that the guy died of deliberate suffocation. Surely the um, video clip alone was enough evidence. I don't know, but uh, hopefully we'll start to see the trial of this clown and hopefully he'll be convicted and spend the rest of his life in jail. But this is Thailand, so things can go awry sometimes and sometimes the bad guys in this country do get off. But we'll keep our eye on it as we get more stories and we get more updates. We'll obviously bring them to you because I know a lot of you are interested in this case. And now for the Phuket News Roundup. The Phuket COVID numbers continue to drop each day, which leads me to believe that finally we have things under control down here. We had 679 international travellers arrive yesterday on five flights, one Qatar, one Emirates, one Scoot and two Singapore Airlines flights. Since July 1, Phuket has welcomed 51,748 international travellers to its shores. And in other Phuket news, Vijit Na Ranong steps in over Soi Panyang wastewater. The father of Phuket tourism has offered Rasada municipality use of private land to help monitor wastewater levels flowing into the Soi Panyang area, which for years has raised serious health concerns over the foul stench emanating from the canal that feeds into Samkong on the north of Phuket town. Phuket, get ready, says Governor. Officials across Phuket have been told to prepare the island to welcome foreign tourists from November 1, in line with the expected reopening of the country to receive vaccinated tourists without having to quarantine and to make sure that their respective areas are clean and to make sure the tourists are not ripped off or treated in any other deceitful way. And finally, Phuket candidates register for Orbortor election. A total of 17 candidates have registered their intent to vie for the seats as chief of five Tambon administration organisations in Phuket in the upcoming elections to be held on November 28th. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.